this episode, our first episode, we're going to talk all about how to become more confident just generally because confidence allows us to be more generous with our content. It doesn't pull on people's feelings in a way that makes them feel grabbed or feel that they've been covered with something slimy and gross. It doesn't need to shout what we're doing again and again, and it doesn't hide away our best stuff. It helps us stand in our truth with confidence and know that it's going to help us attract our right audience. It's not easy to become confident in your content marketing, but it is really simple, and I love simple, so I'm going to help you work out how to do that over the next months as we work together to build confidence in your content. Often it's just going to be me walking through a strategy and ideas and the first few episodes of these podcasts is, I'm going to say just, just me, Rachel Clark, your host, helping you with your content, but I'm going to have some specialists to come and help us too. I've got another podcast that I've just wound down or winding down called Map It Marketing and I used to get lots of advice from there and what I really want to do with this podcast, which I'm super excited about is to get really what I would call granular, really detailed on stuff with particular experts. So I'm going to ask them a secret source, their step-by-step specific way to do something in marketing that they're an expert in to help you. So they're going to come along on the journey with us on some of these episodes. And I've managed to convince some of my coaching and strategy clients to come along for a live coaching session in a particular area they're struggling with, where I coach them and you at the same time to help them with their marketing and becoming more confident and you learn too. So that's part of the format of this show but a lot of the time it's going to be just me sharing some information and insights and helping you become more confident sharing a lot of the things that I do with my coaching clients as part of the content master web or with my one-on-one work with marketing strategy helping small business owners. I am 100% confident that you've got it in you to create content that truly connects with your ideal audience I'm also 100% confident that I can help you create content that gets you more clients. And that's what I want you to do. I mean, that's the whole purpose, right? We're not here to become influencers and become famous people. We're here to make money from our content. And all of that starts with understanding confidence. So we're going to cover how confidence is built in this episode, because I think that is so important when it comes to starting. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I am your host, Rachel Claver of the Confident Content Podcast, and I am so excited to be starting this podcasting journey with you on the Confident Content Podcast. This is all about you as a small business owner and helping you become more confident in making your content. And the first thing I want to talk about is thinking about how confidence is built. And to start that, I'm going to take you a little bit back into my own story. I started getting asked to teach people how to be more confident and it surprised me because most people who are very close to me will know that I struggle a lot with my own self-confidence. I have had to push myself and pull myself out of where I want to be, which is often hiding away in the corner and make myself feel like I can put myself on that stage. I used to say that part of my journey has been learning to build my own stage and learning to turn my own light on to help then other people build their stage and build their lights on. And I am now really lucky that I get to work with people and teach them how to build that content and understanding content from a strategy point of view. But actually so much of this starts with being confident and building habits. And if we don't have those two things, it makes it really hard for us then to take risks and try 
because confidence is all about getting over the idea that everything has to be perfect. I have won massive contracts with emails have typos in them. I have won clients from times when I have written a post and it wasn't perfect. There was a grammar mistake or there was a picture mistake or something like that. We often put um, confidence and perfection in the same space and they shouldn't be. Understanding that we're deeply flawed, and I'm not saying you should be purposely making your stuff flawed, but often we put this idea of that confidence comes from being the best, but actually confidence is built in the journey towards becoming the best. And as soon as we get to the best, if we're confident, we're going to start making a new step to step into unconfidence again to build it up and risk value to become better than we were before. I mean, this is the whole cool thing about this. This is a constant journey of pushing. I am constantly pushing against my own boundaries of confidence. I am confident, constantly pushing against my own boundaries and limits around how I see myself in my marketing, what I can do in my marketing, and pushing that out has helped me get amazing results. But it also means that I do understand what it's like to be terrified of failure and stressed about whether things are going to work. There have definitely been times where it's been across my fingers, close my eyes and hope that it works. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm here to tell you today that even when it doesn't, we still learn from it and we can become better and we don't have to let that be the defining moment of failure and never trying again. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how I see confidence in building because one of the things that I've learned is that we can't get confidence externally from other people telling us that we can do it. So there's a bit of that you can get from a coach where someone says, I believe in you to help you step forward, that encouragement. But before that happens, we have to start with a point of understanding that we need to make that change ourselves. And so the first part of building confidence starts with embracing the ability to believe that things can be better. And part of this can become a beginning from discontent. It could be watching, often my best times of stepping out on confidence has been when I've watched someone else step out and do something and I've been angry or frustrated or even felt maybe a jealousy about it. And then I've realized that I'm not jealous at them. I'm angry in myself that I am watching someone else step out and do something that I have told myself I couldn't do myself. And I know that I have been that person for other people, that people sometimes say, I know I can do it because I've watched you doing it. And when I was, you know, a lot bigger, like a a lot fatter, I guess, um, I used to get quite upset that people would say, well, I'm doing this because you can do it and look how fat you are, essentially they would say. Um, And if you can do it, I can do it. And I was like, that's a little bit rude. But I can understand this whole point of if you see someone who you have perceived as shyer or maybe not as knowledgeable or all the different things that we do in the crazy way we compare, often that can be that initial point. It could be a frustration around just not getting sales and going, what have I got to lose to actually really fight for my business? I do often when I'm talking to someone and I'm saying, hey, you know, do you want to work with us? If they're just like, look, I just don't really want to put any effort in. I'm pretty happy with the way my business is going. It's all okay. It's not going to be easy for that person to push through and learn and adapt and change because there isn't the hunger, that desire, that faith of looking and saying there's a better way. And for me, the start of confidence and content starts with going, there's got to be a better way. 
for me, one of the defining moments for me, for me, one of the defining moments for me, one of the defining moments for me definitely was this thing of going, I don't want to keep on having these, I guess they would be discovery calls. I hate that word. I actually prefer the phrase check the fit meetings now. That's what I use now. Um, But check the fit meetings. I hated doing these meetings again and again and having to sell myself on these meetings and then having people want second meetings and umming and ahhing. And I went, I don't want to do that. What if I did most of that trust building and most of that brand building and that messaging and all of those things for people that by the time they got to the check the fit meeting it was a true check the fit and it wasn't a big long sales cycle what if I could make all the painful parts of selling disappear by using my content to do that that made me very motivated it also made me motivated to think how can I stop having to think about cold calling or cold messaging or so many of the ways that people teach us oh this is the way to do it I don't have to do any of that stuff and the reason I don't have to do it is because my content marketing brings in enough of leads for me to not have to do that that and obviously doing a good enough job that it gives you word of mouth because that's really important and we'll be covering that at some point like how to really maximize that we'll be covering that at some point in one of these episodes But it starts with this ability of faith. We understand that if you have to start with a, things can be better. If you truly don't believe that marketing works, you're not going to ever be confident because you're never going to step out and try. If you truly believe that it's a waste of time or a waste of money, or that you truly have not got a single ability part in your body, I truly believe everyone has an ability to create their own messaging. But if you believe to the bottom of your heart that that is not something that is in you and you can't do it, so you're not even going to try, you will never be confident with your marketing. It starts with a decision to see something better. It starts with a decision to have faith in what you can see ahead of you, even if you have no absolutely freaking way to get there, starting with the goal ahead. That is the goal. So your goal might be, I want to earn this amount of money but only work 20 hours a week and to do that I need to get marketing sorted so that it's bringing in that that regular flow. You might go I want to be hitting a 10k month in sales on my online sales and to do that I'm going to have to ready up my marketing. You have to start with a tangible goal a faith and really be able to see that in your head to make the changes. It starts with embracing the faith in improvement. That's the first step towards creating confidence. The second step of creating confidence is to start taking action for change because, of course, we can imagine all we want, but it's the action that starts to make changing. Now, part of that is is sometimes we can just get paralyzed with it all seems too big. So one of the things I'm doing in the next episode um, is we're going to talk about how to create a three-post-a-week plan. And what people are often surprised about is how I often am not talking about how to jump into posting and starting right away on three times a week. I would rather they set some groundwork first and we're going to go through that and then we start with one post a fortnight and then we go up to one and a half posts a week. Um, So one post one week and two posts a second Um, and then we gradually build it up instead of having to launch into this powerful amazing thing. 
Um, I now do often five posts across many different platforms uh, a day, um, a week, sorry, five posts a day, it would be a little bit, a little bit on top. Um, so I do five posts a week on many platforms. Um, and sometimes I take a break. I've just been on holiday, so I've taken a break off TikTok. I took a whole break off of LinkedIn. There was some posts going on and live through scheduling and planning, but I just, some of my organic stuff, I went, you know what, I can take a break. And I still got leads, guys. A break for a week is not going to kill your business. Um, if you've got the habits going on. But it's really important to understand that taking action is really important because it becomes this risk reward thing. You take the action, you, you plan it out, you take the action, you test it, you see if it works. If it works, you do more of it. If it doesn't, you try something else. You just keep on tapping away at it. You don't do something and then see no results. So like if you post something and you don't get a single like, then there's probably something wrong with that content. So you don't post out something exactly the same and then get frustrated that it doesn't work. You will generally see with social, with other things, a slight change. You won't see a huge flood as a cumulative effect, but you will see slight changes over time, and that's what we're looking for. So it's really important to take immediate action, and I've got some ideas around that as well, how to do that in terms of building that framework. Um, and doing that but keeping that immediate action to keep that progress going is key because we get little rewards from that and as we get those rewards our confidence grows um, I've got one of my clients who was so excited from stuff that we had been talking about and she went I just got my first inbound lead how motivating is it to keep going when you get that first one or someone else who you know, I said you need to focus on email and they get email and they get 30% more sales that month because they focused on that how motivating is it when you take action and you see that reward? And remember, if you're not getting a reward from it, it means that action was good, but the way the action happened needs to alter because we know that content marketing will work. So sometimes it's about getting help from someone like me or reading something up or trying to unlock something or listening to one of the future podcasts. So there's that. And then the last thing is, so we've got embracing that faith and improvement. The second thing is to take action for change. And the third one is to reap the rewards. Once you've got that taking action in your faith and you've got that reward, you then become more confident in your abilities. You become more agile. You become more fluent. And you become someone who is able to go, hey, they actually this bit sorted and of course what I do once I'm there is I go and find something new to do so I'm constantly challenged because that's partly because as a coach I want to make sure I stay in the learning space because the learning space is unpleasant I know it's unpleasant it's horrible in the taking action and you're learning stuff and it's hard so I want to remind myself what it's like there so I don't get arrogant and go huh it's easy I don't know why you can't do it I'll know because I'm pushing my myself against something too but reaping that reward of building that confidence you will become confident we don't just decide to be confident. We become confident by seeing the thing that we're wanting to aim towards and taking actions to step towards it. And it doesn't even mean that we won't be confident even if we don't quite get there. So I had a goal at the beginning of the year that I would work with 40 one-on-one -on -one clients. And I've actually lost count. I've got to go and add them up, but I don't think I'm going to hit my 40. But boy, do I feel really, really confident in my ability to hit that next year and I feel really confident in the way that I've delivered things this year I've been at capacity for most of the year so it was actually like having a realization that what I had was a goal was actually not 100% accurate and I'm almost booked I'm, I'm recording this in, in August and I'm almost booked out for the rest of the year 
to me that was something that wasn't happening before and it's a powerful thing I feel very confident it's built a lot of confidence in me and how I'm doing things and how things are working have I hit the goal no you don't have to hit the goal it's about the confidence that comes out of seeing the goal seeing the focus and taking action towards it that builds that confidence so yes other people could say good job but it's an innate thing inside me of hey I did that I own that and that is the power of confidence inside us that pushes us through yes you can have a coach telling you you're doing things I do that for my clients all the time but in the end it's only when you take action that you start to see the results it's not from an external thing from a coach or a parent if you're a kid a friend a partner telling you you can do it until you take action and you stop staying in a state of paralysis or I don't know I'll get to it one day or thinking I'll be confident once I've started getting those clients it's not this moment of magically arriving there to get there you have to start with vision and then take action towards it and as you do that you become a confident content creator for your business so that's really important when we're looking at that and we're looking at the pillars of the framework that are creating that we need to think about the three or um, four, actually, the four different areas that you need to have in there. Um, there's three or four. Um, I, a third one is broken into two, which makes it a bit complicated. But the first thing is, is to create that confidence building framework and to help take action, you need to actually invest in a bit of self-restraint and time management. And by that, we have to look at our diaries and go, let's be honest, are we actually putting time into creating content or are we just trying to squeeze it in around everything else? So I have a day a week that I block out at the moment. I'm not getting that full day um, and I need to go back and change that. So I'm, I've just had a bit of extra work recently and I'm launching a new podcast. So that's kind of coming out of a few spaces. But having this time blocked out and then prioritizing that time, I do, I'm very careful about not having that as sales meeting times. Um, so that doesn't, it doesn't come into that time. But having regular time for me to create content is super important. Otherwise, it becomes pushed to the side. It becomes something I do during the weekend, um, and which I have a no weekend rule. So that makes that tricky. I don't work at nights. So then it's, it doesn't get done or it needs to be put in that time. And often as business owners, we don't actually calculate our time in the week to take time for part of this to be content marketing. So you need to have a good ability to, to block that time out and have regular time. It could be two hours a week, four hours a week or more. Um, I have one day as a goal because I create content for our whole team and because I'm a content marketing coach and I'm modeling and I have a podcast as part of that. I write a stuff column. I have emails and other things. And I tend to batch create, which is a choice for me. So I'll write five emails at a time or I'll write six posts, a particular type of posts in a time. And then they get scheduled out by someone else. So I don't do any of the kind of admin stuff. I just do the content creation. But I do give myself and our business that time because it means that I'm building a business that has those better leads coming through. People who basically are saying, hey, I'd like to be part of your coaching program or can I find out more about one-on-one -on -one, or can I just have a cheap fit to find out which one of those things I fit or should I use your online program? So I want that result. So I'm happy to prepare to put aside a day a week for content to get that result because that's giving me the growth that our business needs and I'm also learning and adapting. But you can do two or four hours. It's, it's just cho choosing to block some time out. 
and then having the self-restraint to keep that time. So that's the first one. You need to have good time management and good self-restraint to not block that time out for other things because you need to have that regular content. The second thing you need to do is to focus on creating structure and habits. So as I said, I batch create. So part of that is I have like a list of tasks I need to do every month. I prioritize those tasks. So it's always email first. And then I have like a list of other things that come after that. And so the podcast is in there and other bits and pieces. And I will create marketing blocks to have those things done. And I have habits. And part of, for me, part of the reason that having an outsourced team for admin stuff has really helped me is I can't get, they can't do their job unless I've done my job. So working ahead now works really well for me. I've got ADHD, so I'm a last minute itis person, but working ahead so that my team can do their work has really helped for me. I still do a last minute itis. They'll often say, hey, we've run out of these posts and I've got to quickly go and do that week, six more posts or something like that. But it means that I'm not running every week going, oh, I've got to get that done. And it's a beautiful magic when I get emails going out and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a great email. And I'm thinking, gosh, I wrote that a month ago. It's a crazy feeling. But for me, having that structure is there, having habits in place. So I have um, some really good habits around LinkedIn. I, I post generally organically on LinkedIn every day. I have one day a week where I don't worry about it so much. But I just know that that is part of my morning habit and it's part of what I do. I have habits around content creation when it comes to video where I know that there are particular days that I will create that video and it just becomes a habit. It makes it easier for me to become fluent. Of course, when I'm starting something, it doesn't feel pleasant. It feels weird. It feels gross. But the more I do it and the more the habit is in there, the easier it is for it to happen. It means I make changes with the way I run my mornings. I exercise nearly every morning. But there's one morning a week where I come in extra early. I don't exercise that morning. I'll exercise in the afternoon. And it means that I've got some quiet time where I can really plan and plan things out so I'm ready for my content. So I have those as structure and habits. I have a weekly content structure, which is going to be sharing a simple version of that next week. If you're wanting to do a three-post-a-week structure, I'm going to share that. And the structure helps me. So I know I've got a deep learning post once a week, a podcast post once a week, a podcast a podcast, a post about my newsletter on stuff. I've got um, a podcast, a post about what we do, like a promo post. I've got a structure and that structure makes it much easier to create content, to use repeated content and also evergreen content to make this whole structure vis visible and easy. So these really help create consistent marketing habits. It helps me to establish routines and stick to them and it makes me stay in what I'm doing and stay focused. And I always start with the most important part first, which is focusing on my community, which is my email list, and then working outwards from there. So it goes community, people who are almost ready to make a decision. Then it's people that are kind of getting into that nurtured stage of wanting to feel like they want to talk to me more about as a person. Then I've got my connected stage, which is people wanting to know who I am in terms of trust. And then I've got my last one, which is noticed where I'm focusing on reach. And it's always the last one. So I run my, my, my structure or my focus going backwards from the people that are the most engaged with me all the way back to people finding new people as opposed to the way most marketers do it where they talk about building the audience first. I go the other way because I'm going from who has got the deepest intent or the biggest relationship with me first because I'm a relationships first marketer and then working backwards.
And that's the focus and teaching that I will give you in the next episode. So I will do that. And in relation to that, I also have systems. So I have really quite clear systems around how everything happens. Like, for example, the podcast has like a big to-do list and structure for anyone else that's involved in working with it. Um, I have structures and forms and things for guests. I have focus and structures around my posting schedule. I have forms and structures around how to do a blog. I have created over a period of time some of those structures and some of them I'll share over the upcoming weeks around some of the things that we would do. Like I might share how we do a blog and, and how we would use it and what we would specifically do to promote that blog to help with our SEO because that's part of content marketing. And so I'll work through with that some of the things we do to help. And some of that part of that would be I use scheduling software, I use Metrical. Uh, we obviously use admin support for some of these things. I also uh, use Substack for my, for my newsletter, Active Campaign for my newsletter. Um, obviously, I use Meta for ads. And then we use a range of other things like medium.com um, for some of our blog posting, uh, LinkedIn for some of our blog postings. So I really use a bunch of different things, plus some cool tools like Repurpose.io, which helps me with my video content to repurpose it to YouTube. There's so many different things that I do around here, and we'll share some of those over the coming weeks. But really, it's about making sure that I have the best systems in place and simple ways and tools and technologies and, and um, formats that make things easier. I have a caption writing format, for example, which makes it easier to, if I'm having a bad day to kind of work that through with hooks and with my what I call my list of tens, which we'll cover in another episode. Um, there's also probably in the Mapit Marketing podcast, you might hunt out, there's some things around that content strategy as well. And then the last part of that is having a really expansive attitude. So, so I have the self-restraint and time management really helps create discipline. These are all areas of discipline. Then I've created structure and habits. That's a discipline. I've implemented systems and support. That's a discipline. And then this is the most fun part of discipline is having an expansive attitude, having a yes attitude, having a growth mindset that helps me say yes to opportunities, to keep an eye out for opportunities and say yes to them and not letting fear come in um, looking out for them cheeky asks I've done a couple of cheeky, cheeky asks today from people and sometimes I get no's and sometimes I get yeses and having that you know if I'm looking for a guest you know sometimes I'll have someone who I think is a real good get sometimes they say yes and sometimes they say no but I'm having an expansive attitude of what I could do and I look back and I think you know I now run these events around New Zealand where there's a link to it and this my free content strategy workshops and I'm running them again in 2024 and it's scary it's scary to run an event and back it for yourself it's a free event so there's obviously issues around people valuing something that's free and backing it and having this thing of going I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to make this work and I'm going to make this something that works for us is all about having an expansive attitude and it's a really important part of discipline. The other parts are not so fun, you know, like is it really fun to be self-restrained and have time management? No, not really. Is it fun to create structure and habits? Look, I've got ADHD. It really is not that fun, but I, I like benefit from it. Do I want to have systems? Oh my gosh, I love a good system, but do I like creating them? No, I don't. But those three things are really important in terms of creating discipline. But the fun one is having an expensive attitude of having a yes, a yes, I'm going to give this a go. Yes, I'm going to try this. Yes, I'm going to see if this fits. And that's one of the ones that I think a lot of other people really struggle with because it's scary to say yes to something because what if it fails? I'm like, yeah, yes, it could fail. 
But what really is the worst thing that could happen if it fails? And if it doesn't fail, what is the best thing that could happen if it, if it doesn't fail? Like if it succeeds, how much more powerful that is? And so I think that's so important when we're building that confidence is you need to have a yes attitude. Give it a go. Don't say no. Think about it. I was working with a client this morning and I loved it because I said, oh, you know, here's the three options. You know, you could focus on written, audio or video. And she said, oh, you know, I don't especially love video. Who does? I said, well, I do, but I didn't used to. So we'll park that. But what about audio? And she was like, how would that work? And I kind of gave some ideas and she got really excited about it. And it wasn't something she'd thought about before. But she has an expansive attitude. She's open to those things. And I think that's the really powerful thing is if you've got that, you have the power to create something really beautiful. And you want to have that be open to opportunities that come along. You know, how sad if someone offers you a place on a podcast and you say no because you feel like, they shouldn't be asking you, you know, what an opportunity you've missed out on, say yes. And I think that that's really powerful. And as we go through, there'll be people that you hear who've said yes to amazing opportunities, and I hope that it inspires you. The last thing is, is that in terms of building that confidence building framework, you have to think a little bit about how to focus this on particular areas. So I would normally say, you know, let's have a look at um, what areas today can you improve? Where are you not getting results? If it's everywhere, we don't do everything. We just start small. And we often start with the website first and the messaging and we start with the target audience and really getting that clear. Um, that's that's where I will start with client is well often in a one-on-one session, we'll do the first session will always be about me really understanding them. And the second session is often a brand story where we're actually going and finding their words for their website because that's so important and changing and making sure it's there. So improving, working out where the first improvements are, and sometimes it is in that base stuff like pricing or uh, messaging or who your target market is or what your core offers are, because if you don't get that right, that's going to impact everything else. And then once that's sorted, you know, is it the habit that needs to be made? Is it the type of post you're doing? Is it the part of the customer journey you're ignoring? Is it the way you're connecting with people? There's all these different things that you can look at. And we don't worry about trying to fix it all at once. We just tap away and choose little bits and pieces. Then we think about how to create an actionable plan for that. And I'm really big on saying, you know, don't just do an overnight change that does a massive turnaround because it's very hard to maintain. Make it sustained, managed growth. You know, quite often now, my morning walk is a 7K walk that's hilly. When I first started, it certainly wasn't a hilly 7K walk. I slowly built up to that and sometimes I run like when it's fine I run I definitely wasn't running 5k the first day I ran I ran two minutes at a time for 20 minutes and it was I think it was like 2k over that 20 minutes and so it definitely wasn't you know a 5 seven, 10k run so you know we have to start small and get those small stations and then just celebrate those small wins those moments where you go, I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday or last week or a month ago, really doing that and then finding a community of people that share those celebrations. I have to say that's one of my favorite parts about my coaching group is doing that because it's so powerful to share the wins every week and then thinking about how you can just continue to adapt and change and improve things. I'm always looking for ways to improve little bits and tweaking bits in my content I am never satisfied. The more I get into this, the less satisfied I am. But I still do take time to celebrate. And I think that's really important. So in this, I really want you to think about, 
are you preparing a content strategy framework that helps you build confidence? Are you seeing what can happen? Are you looking at what could happen and actually allowing hope to enter your heart a little bit when it comes to what you could be doing with your content? Do you have a lovely, clear goal of what do you want to achieve when you do this? This is why I spend so much time asking my clients, you know, how many hours do you want to be working? Um, How much do you want to be earning? What sort of people do you want to be working with? Because if you don't have that really clear, it's really hard to be motivated. And if you don't need any of that stuff, this is going to be really hard for you to do. Be brave. I think this is the first part of being brave is actually putting down on paper where you want your goals to be and not being apologetic about it. You know, even if you don't hit it in the first 12 months, having that goal in front of you is a really great way to push you through the uncomfortable parts of change. So do that first. Embrace your faith and improvement. Then start taking action to change your now to the thing you're heading towards. And third, allow yourself to use that taking action and that faith to recognize that you are now more confident in those areas than you were before and celebrate it. That is how you create confident content. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and it's been a huge pleasure to have you as part of this very first episode of Confident Content. I would love you to continue to listen. I've got a new podcast episode today coming out, as well as this one on how to build those three, um, three posts a week structure. So you can get like another idea of how to work with me or how I think. And I would love it if you shared this podcast with other people, if you found that it was helpful. I would love it if you rated and reviewed it because it helps other people see it. And most of importantly, I'd love you to tell me what you think. You can come to the confidentcontentpodcast.com. I think it's just confidentcontentpodcast.com. And you can leave notes on there on there or message me via, via that. Or you can come and be part of my group, Map It Marketing, on Facebook. And let me know in there what you thought. But I'd love to hear what you thought. And I would love to find out what part of the journey you're in in terms of building confidence in creating content for your small business. This has been a pleasure. Tune in for the next episode, which is all about how to build out your content strategy plan for a three-post-a-week plan on your platform of choice. 